The Y'all Show is back on the air. Hello, welcome to the Thursday edition. We're winding the work week down one more day for most of you tomorrow, but enjoy this Thursday and all that it provides here on the Y'all Show where we talk about the southeast of the United States. I'm John Rawl. Hope you're doing well. We are talking about a little sports here in this Y'all Show. We'll be having our SEC Spotlight in Hour 2. And if you want to catch up on what's going on in the Southeastern Conference, we've got some news and notes from the SEC. And we also have plenty of SEC basketball to talk about. In fact, we're going to hear from three head basketball coaches in the SEC in hour two. We'll hear, well, let's hear from the guy who's probably doing the best job thus far. That's Rick Barnes, head coach of the Tennessee Vols. His Vols in the top five and having a wonderful year on Rocky Top. Rick Barnes, we'll have audio from him later in the show. Also, we're going to hear from a guy who's un, un, done an unbelievable job in Columbia, South Carolina, at least when conference play started. The Gamecocks of South Carolina have not lost a game, and Frank Martin will be on, and we'll see if the Gamecocks continue their hot streak. We'll talk about that and more in Hour 2. Plus, we'll hear from Kermit Davis. His team just lost their first conference game of the year in midweek action against LSU, but he is the coach of the Mississippi Land Sharks of the SEC, and we'll talk to we'll hear from Kermit Davis, talk to the media in Hour 2 in a presser following that loss, his first conference loss for the Oxford, Mississippi-based university. So with all that in hour two, we'll also talk some books. We've got some good book information to pass along in hour two when we have our Buy the Book feature. Later this hour, we're going to surf around the southeast for some great places for you to consider going. It's our Dixie Destination feature, and we're going to do some fun stuff with that and surprise you perhaps with some ideas if you are looking to get out to cure the winter blues, if you're ready to load up in the car and go somewhere. We've got some good ideas, some events going on and some other things worth checking out in the Southeast this time of year. If you want to reach us here on the y'all show with John Rawl, our number is 803-816-1170. And you can call or text that line 24 hours a day. Again, 803-816-1170. Texas, hit us up. Let us know what you're thinking. And we would love to share that with all of y'all on the, the y'all show our website is y'all.com go there right now and you can access archives of the y'all show plus you'll see contact information if you want to email us y'all show at y'all.com but also you'll see the link on the y'all.com website to reach out and connect with us here on the y'all show as we talk about the south each and every day now let's dive into the headlines of the south and we start out with a really sad story coming from our military Four Americans were among 19 people killed in Syria on Wednesday in a suicide bombing that was claimed by the Islamic State. And this, of course, comes just a couple of weeks after President Donald Trump ordered the withdrawal of U.S. forces and declared that the extremist group had been defeated. The attack targeted an American military convoy in the northern city of Manbij while troops were inside the Palace of the Princes, a restaurant where they often stopped to eat during patrols according to residents. While the Americans were inside, a nearby suicide attacker wearing an explosive vest blew himself up, and four Americans amongst the 19 killed in northern Syria during this ISIS attack. I don't have names, I don't have hometowns at this point, but please keep our service personnel in mind and the families 
as we've lost four Americans in a horrible ISIS attack in Syria. In Syria, remember a couple of months ago, a 52-year-old man named Tad Cummins kidnapped a 15-year-old student and went off on a cross-country voyage. Was with her, and people were looking for her, and he was her teacher, and went on the run with her for for several weeks. Well, he was sentenced on Wednesday to 20 years in prison. Again, this teacher, 52 years old, with a 15-year-old student, and prosecutors had asked for a 30-year sentence after Cummins pleaded guilty to transporting a minor across state lines for sex and obstructing justice. But the victim in this federal courtroom in Nashville, she did not come forward in the trial. And after a discussion, the assistant U.S. attorney read the girl's statement saying, that what you did to me was unspeakable, and she went on from there. So this man now being sentenced, I find it a little strange. It's only 20 years, but yes, this man, I think they were from Murray County, the Columbia, Tennessee area, Tad Cummings, sentenced to 20 years in prison after he kidnapped and assaulted sexually a 15-year-old student of his. A man has sued a police officer who shot him in a videotaped uh, incident, and this happened in Portsmouth, Virginia, this black man was shot in the back while fleeing a burglary scene, and now he's suing the white Virginia police officer who shot him. All this was captured on video. 19-year-old Deontrace Ward sued Plymouth officer Jeremy Duricker, who had been indicted on two felonies related to the 2017 shooting. The lawsuit asserts gross negligence and battery and says, Duricker never identified himself as police or ordered him to drop his weapon. And Ward, who's pleaded guilty in the burglary, has denied pulling a weapon, although one was found in his pant leg. And we'll see what happens there. But yes, this victim, uh, a person who's pled guilty to the incident, to, to having a burglary, now suing the officer that shot him. Speaking of an uh, officer, a person wearing the uniform, an Atlanta police officer has shot and killed a man accused of stealing an unmarked police vehicle at a gas station. Georgia Bureau of Investigation tells news outlets a plainclothes officer was pumping gas in southwest Atlanta earlier this week when a man jumped into the driver's seat of the city-issued car, and the officer that was assigned to the car, well, it comes out and the officer confronted the man and fired shots at him. The suspect drove off but crashed into two vehicles, and he was found dead in the car. There's no indication, according to the GBI, that the suspect was armed. The officer was not shot. No identities have been released. Again, that happened in the Atlanta area, southwest Atlanta, of the man jumping into an unmarked police car. You'd have to think, if you're a person who wants to go steal a car, You'd kind of figure out pretty early on, hey, this looks like it could be a cop car. Maybe, just maybe, this wasn't such a good idea after all. The coroner in Lexington, Kentucky, has said that the wrong way driver who killed a vacationing Michigan family over the holidays on Interstate 75, the driver of that wrong way car had a blood alcohol content more than three times the legal limit. Fayette County Coroner Gary Jinn says in a statement that 41-year-old Joey Bailey of Georgetown, Kentucky, had a .306 blood alcohol content 
and was at fault in the crash that killed six people. The legal limit in Kentucky is .08. And Lexington, Kentucky police have set a pickup truck going southbound using the northbound lane struck a SUV at 2.30 a.m. on January 6th, and the SUV caught fire, and it killed five members of the Abbas family of Northville, Michigan, the father, the mother, then a 14-year-old, a 13-year-old, a 7-year-old, and the man who was responsible for the accident, the drunk driver, Joey Bailey, he also died in the crash. But a wrong-way driver after having such a high blood alcohol content level causing this terrible scene. And remember, just another example, never good to drink and drive. You do things you just don't normally do. This person could have been a great person, but that one bad decision of drinking and going to excess like that, six people dead, including himself. Louisiana police now know who killed the Shreveport officer who was killed on her way into work a few days back. And it turns out that Travion Anderson was arrested Tuesday night and charged with second-degree murder for the shooting death of Shreveport, Louisiana officer Shatari Payne. That happened a week ago. Also taken into custody and charged with second-degree murder, Glenn Frierson, age 38, and 22-year-old Lawrence Pierre. And it turns out that Travion Anderson it was the boyfriend of the 22-year-old rookie Shreveport, Louisiana police officer who was brutally shot and killed as she was going into work on the night shift. And this boyfriend was the one, according to police, who they think pulled the trigger. What a terrible, terrible deal, this woman being gunned down by what was supposed to be her boyfriend and with two accomplices there. They're all under arrest, and we hope the best that can happen for Payne's family. She was gunned down, shot at least four times in the Shreveport area as she was a rookie police officer there in northwest Louisiana. Authorities are warning about sex traffickers luring teens via a gaming app. And now seven people have been arrested in a raid in Florida. And they went into a mobile home and revealed two teenage boys, one of whom had been repeatedly sexually abused, who had been lured from their families via an online gaming app. St. Petersburg, Florida police said the two teen boys, 16 and 17 years old, were rescued in May after authorities in Louisiana alerted them that the 17-year-old had been persuaded to leave home by someone he met on a gaming app called Discord, D-I-S-C-O-R-D, and could be living in a mobile home in the Florida city. And on Monday, authorities said six people, five men and a woman, were arrested on human trafficking charges. A seventh suspect, 34-year-old Curtis Lee Gruel, turned himself in to police earlier this week. And the new attorney general for Florida, Ashley Moody, said during a news conference, As a mother, I cannot begin to stress how disturbing the facts of this case are for me. And the people identified, six of them, age range, 56-year-old for one, 36-year-old, all arrested in Lee County, Florida. And another example of these gaming apps. And if you have a young child, a teenager, who's not quite 18, and you see them on these gaming apps and playing games, it probably would not be a bad idea as a parent to 
investigate every app on their phone and find out how legitimate. I think games by themselves are addictive. And so many kids now do not function like they should because they're so obsessed with video games. And when you couple that with really bad people out there, the sexual predators of the world that are looking to capitalize on a kid who may be addicted to a game, it just lends itself to a lot of bad things going wrong. As a parent, be very careful what's going on in your household. That's my little word of advice here on this Thursday Y'all Show. A woman in Florida has been allegedly killed by her son-in-law, who blamed her for marriage problems. And shortly before 5 p.m. earlier this week, authorities responded to a home where this woman was found deceased. And she was 70-year-old Linda Marks. And she was inside of a car with gunshot wounds to the head in Miami, Florida. And it shot. And she was, again, blamed by her son-in-law for problems in his marriage, according to authorities. The subject of the fatal encounter identified as her son-in-law, Stephen Casimo, age 52, who was later also determined to be deceased. So a murder-suicide there, but he killed his mother-in-law. The man's wife had asked for a divorce. A person with knowledge of the situation told police, and the subject blamed the victim for their issues. Both Casimo and Marks were employed as real estate agents, and now both dead. The son-in-law killing the mother-in-law and then taking his own life. Disturbing story there from South Florida. In Lithonia, Georgia, a bride was gunned down just days after her wedding. And now her husband's being charged with murder. Alicia Stevens was the victim. And she died in a shooting in Lithonia when investigators say a drug deal went bad between her husband, 33-year-old Michael Dale Levine, and two other men. Folks say that Alicia got caught up in the wrong crowd, but had a very big heart. She died at a very young age. She was in her early 30s. And again, married someone. And then shortly after that, her own life being taken away by a person who was doing bad things. And she got caught in the middle. And now in Lithonia, Georgia, she is deceased. Sad news there. We have more headlines from throughout the South coming up after the break. Plus, later this hour, we're going to tell you about where you might want to pack up the bags and head to in our Dixie destination. All that coming your way on the Y'all Show. Your skin does a lot for you. It endures the cold and sun and nights when you sleep with your makeup on. Tell it you love it back during the Love Your Skin event at Ulta Beauty with brands like Philosophy, Dermalogica, and Clinique. All 50% off with Daily Beauty Steals. Plus, licensed skin experts will give your skin the love it deserves with customized facial treatments that fit your needs and goals. Hurry in now through January 26th for a gift with purchase from brands like Mario Badescu, Peter Thomas Roth, and Murad. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Shaquille O'Neal here. If you battle back or hip pain or knee or shoulder pain, you don't have to tough it out. You can just turn it off with Smart Relief from Icy Hot. You just push a button and whoosh. Smart Relief sends waves of relaxing pulses that safely block pain at the nerve level. It's simple, easy to use, and it's been clinically tested to start providing immediate relief for hours, even after you turn it off. 
So if you're battling pain, let Icy Hot help you win that battle. Turn on Smart Relief and turn off pain. Use only as directed. Are you putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. Many experts warn of a stock market crash any day now. And if it's anything like the last two crashes, you could lose 50% or more of your hard-earned savings in the Wall Street casino. Can you afford to lose half of your retirement savings again? Hey, you don't have to lose a penny because there's a better, safer way to save for retirement. And you can learn all about it in a free report. This is the report Wall Street and big banks desperately hope you never see. Why? Because this method continues to grow your money even when the market tumbles. It lets you take back control of your money and finances and it gives you penalty free access to your savings plus it beats the pants off any 401k or ira these are uncertain times so get the information you need today to guarantee your retirement security to get this free report go to bankonyourself.com right now that's bankonyourself.com bankonyourself.com Sometimes I'm down I can't make my living Around this town Cause tricks ain't walking Tricks ain't walking no more I said tricks ain't walking Tricks ain't walking no more We're back on the Y'all Show with John Rawl, the general of all things Southern as we discuss the South and all of its great features and sometimes maybe maybe some of its scars. But we cover it all here. A little news, a little sports, a little politics, a little opinion, a little food. Yes, we have that and plenty of music to talk to. It's the Y'all Show. Thank you for tuning us in on great radio stations or if you're getting us via the iTunes podcast app or other podcast apps or websites out there. We appreciate the listen. A man in North Carolina has now been charged with punching an 11-year-old girl outside an Asheville, North Carolina mall. 51-year-old man named David Stephen Bell of Black Mountain, North Carolina, allegedly struck and pushed an 11-year-old girl during an altercation at the Asheville mall. Now, I found out about this on social media. This was a meme going around earlier in the week, and this happened on Saturday afternoon in Asheville in Western North Carolina. And the group of teens were reporting fighting when a man stepped in and began throwing punches. Now, if you look at the video, it happens technically just outside of the mall's doors. It's outside where this punch is landed. But the man is surrounded by a whole bunch of young females, all, I think, under 12 years old. And the... It, it was really, it was like a mob mentality going on. And the man was pushed a little bit and then he took his fist and punched the young girl. Now that's not good. That is not good. But the man was threatened and I don't know the reasoning or justification for him. It's never good to hit a kid, but Hey, these young kids, they at age 12, they can kill too. Not to say these were going to do that or even us really hurt him. But we, we know more and more these youngsters have weapons and stuff. And if the, if the man was surrounded like you see on this video, it will certainly. You, you have to wonder what was really going on. And I was reading some of the Facebook comments about the incident posted. And most of the people on there 
were actually taken up for the man, even though he had punched a, an 11 year old girl during these altercation. And someone said, when you play with fire, you get burnt. And they were, it looked to be at least on the video that they were antagonizing the man. And he finally just punched one, which is never good to punch an innocent person. I'm not so sure how innocent these youngsters were. It's a big mess. All that in Asheville, North Carolina, check out the video. It's out there circling the web right now. In North Mississippi, in the town of Nettleton, a longtime pharmacist there was arrested at the end of last week for allegedly running an illegal pharmacy from his floral shop. I said that right, floral shop. According to the Mississippi Bureau of Narcotics, agents arrested this retired pharmacist, John Hall, age 76. I didn't say John Rawl. John Hall, H-A-L-L, of Nettleton is at his florist shops where the arrest went down. And according to the police there and the Mississippi Bureau of Narcotics, Hall had run this thing at 172 Young Avenue in Nelton. They found an assortment of prescription drugs, and he's now been charged with felony sale of tarpentadol, whatever that is, a prescription opioid, and also he's been charged with felony possession with intent to sell or distribute Soma, a prescription muscle relaxer, and misdemeanor practice in medicine without a license. And the man was booked into the Lee County Jail in Tupelo shortly after lunch on January 11th, released a few hours later. He could face additional charges, according to officials there. But yeah, a retired pharmacist having a floral shop and then selling drugs out of it illegally. Not a good mix there. Police have detained an Atlanta Falcons football player for mental evaluation. This happened to defensive end Tycharist McKinley. He's been detained by police in Los Angeles. He's currently undergoing a mental evaluation following an incident at a hotel. The head coach of the Falcons released the following statement. We were recently made aware of the situation involving TAC in Los Angeles. Anytime a situation occurs that is or could be related to mental health issues, we take it very seriously. We will do everything we possibly can to support and assist TAC as our players' mental and physical well-being are always our top priority. That from the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons football team of the NFL. And this player, a 23-year-old, was selected in the first round of the 2017 NFL draft, and he came to Atlanta from the UCLA Bruins. But he's been detained and now undergoing a mental evaluation. Quite unusual for any NFL player, but one that's, I said, 23 years old, being detained and, and being evaluated at this point in his life. We wonder if football was part of the reason that they could be doing that with the CTE issues going on in that game. Now back to Florida, Hallandale Beach, Florida, where a city commissioner there is under fire for saying that the newly elected Muslim congresswoman who made a big deal calling President Trump a M, you get my drift, and this city commissioner in Hallandale Beach said that this newly elected Muslim congresswoman might blow up Capitol Hill. Annabelle Lima Taub, a commissioner in Hallandale Beach, posted a link on her Facebook personal page earlier this month to a petition calling for the removal of Democratic Michigan U.S. Representative Rashida Tlaib, who is a Palestinian American. And this local official in Hallandale Beach wrote in the post that she proudly signed the petition and called Tlaib a Hamas-loving anti-Semite who has no place in government. 
and she went on to put, quote, she is a danger and I would not put it past her to become a martyr and blow up Capitol Hill. And according to the local paper, the post was removed at some point, but screenshots of the comment are still being widely shared on social media. Here we go again with another example of perhaps you might want to be careful what you put out there. The local official Taub is Jewish, born in Israel, now in a lot of hot water. And she put out a statement that said, I urge anyone that was offended by it, especially some of the self-righteous colleagues that I have, to research and Google BDS, Google Hamas, Google Hezbollah, look up CAIR, and look up Rashida Tlaib's affiliation with these groups. That's according to Taub there in Hallandale Beach. So the Florida chapter of the Council of American Islamic Relations put out a statement this week calling for the commissioner's resignation but in some hot water over saying things like that on social media from Hallandale Beach, Florida. That's a town I had not heard of, so I need to investigate. Maybe that's a good vacation spot for me one day. A petition has been launched in the Lone Star State to declare the great soft drink Dr. Pepper official soft drink of Texas. The eyes of Texas are upon you, Dr. Pepper. And do you love Texas? Well, if you do, you love Dr. Pepper. But this petition, which was started on January 15th on change.org, is asking Dr. Pepper fans to support the brand by saying that it should be declared the official soft drink of the Lone Star State. And after the petition signatures are collected, it's going to head to the House in Austin when Congress is in session. Of course, if you know anything about Dr. Pepper's history, it was created in Waco, Texas in 1895. And the fizzy cherry drink has become as synonymous in Texas as Whataburger, H-E-B, and Bucky's, B-U-C-E-E apostrophe S. And although not a Texan, and I can honestly honestly say this, I am a proud, proud, proud non-Texan. <laughs> because most Texans think that they know everything and Texas is the greatest and no other state comes close. Well, I can't say that because I'm not a Texan. But I can tell you that I'm a proud non-Texan. But if you are from Texas and you're proud, then that's why we live in the great country we do. You have that right. But... Some of those brands I just rattled off, in addition to Dr. Pepper, Whataburger. I don't know where, where Whataburger started, but yeah, they have roots in Texas. H-E-B, the grocery store chain. And then Bucky's. Bucky's, if you've not been to Texas, specifically in the southeastern portion of the state of Texas in a while, Bucky's is a gas station, but it is the most high-end gas station and the cleanest gas station you will probably ever find. And we we actually... Talked about it a few weeks back on the Y'all Show. Bucky's is getting ready to open in Fairhope, Alabama on Interstate 10 on the eastern shore of Lower Alabama near Mobile before you get to Pensacola. So all you travelers who want to experience Bucky's and go in and take care of business, well, you'll have a chance and you won't even have to go to Texas. Just go into the eastern shore of lower Alabama and have all of your Bucky's fun. And they are massive gas station slash. I would call them. They look kind of like a truck stop, 
But Bucky's doesn't allow trucks. It's all cars. When I say trucks, I'm talking 18 wheelers. They don't allow gigantic commercial vehicles in their property, but they welcome all of you vacationers and such. But yet in Texas, Bucky's is a pretty cool deal. And now Alabama, you're going to have a chance to see Bucky's up close and personal real soon. But Dublin Bottling Works in Dublin, Texas halted production of Dr. Pepper in 2012. By the way, Dr. Pepper is headquartered in Plano, Texas now and is bottled and distributed nationally. And I do like me some Dr. Pepper, one of my favorite soft drinks. Although these days, due to the calendar turning into 2019, I, like many of you, put a little resolution out that I'm going to try to do better. So the drink that I drink the most of right now is water and any kind of Coke Zero product. That's what I've been drinking. A little bit of tea, but mostly Coke Zero, mostly water. And so far, so good. I've actually lost a couple pounds, so I'm, I'm kind of proud of that. Baby steps, y'all. Baby steps. Here's a story that is just almost, it's hard to read about, to be honest. It's hard for me to share this with you. But deep down, it has a, an amazing story. A 23-year-old who planned to donate a kidney to his ailing father died tragically in a car accident recently, and that kidney was to actually still able to be transplanted to his father, giving his father a new lease on life and a bittersweet way to remember his son. Luther Davis followed the body of his 23-year-old son, Nathan Davis, into the operating room at the University of Tennessee Medical Center in Knoxville earlier this week, and the surgery would be a life-saving surgery because Luther Davis was in desperate need of a kidney and his son was a perfect match, but unfortunately, it only came after the 23-year-old was declared brain dead after this accident, and he died. And Nathan Davis was able to offer that to his father. The transplant happened in the early morning hours after an honor walk celebrated the gift that Nathan Davis was able to provide for his father. Before the car accident last Tuesday that left Nathan Davis suffering from traumatic brain injuries, the 23-year-old had already decided to donate his kidney to his father. And what he wasn't able to do in life, he was able to give after his death. Now, is that a, an amazing story there? This father having the kidney of his deceased son from Knoxville, Tennessee, at the University of Tennessee Medical Center. Nathan Davis died Sunday morning surrounded by his family but it's his father luther carrying his son's kidney with him now we hope for a very 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 long time after his son dies at age 23 in a in an accident and here's a little bit more cheerful story this comes to us from alabama in mobile and if you know anything about the south you know how chick-fil-a operates they're closed on sunday but this past Sunday in Mobile, more than 40 cars were in the drive through line at the Chick-fil-A on Airport Boulevard. And that really made people question, what's going on here? Has Chick-fil-A changed the rules? Well, the chain had made an exception at this Mobile restaurant because it was a special kid's 14th birthday. And he wanted to go to Chick-fil-A. Elijah Sprague was born very prematurely at just 22 weeks gestation 
As a result, Elijah suffered from brain bleeds that led to cerebral palsy and autism. And after being born at home, Elijah was brought to the neonatal intensive care unit of the University of South Alabama Children's and Women's Hospital, where a woman named Renee Sprague worked as a nurse. And he was in the NICU for six months and was going to be placed in foster care upon discharge from the hospital. But Renee and her husband, Patrick, then adopted the young baby and have helped raise him. And now he's, as I said, turning 14 years old. And they had this party for him at the Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A was his favorite place, evidently. And one of the cool things, one of Elijah's uncles, Walt Gilstrap, is one of the managers at that Chick-fil-A on Airport Boulevard in Mobile. And on a whim, the mom asked Walt if it might be possible to have a birthday party there when the restaurant was closed. And she was surprised that the owner-operator, Glenn Rawson, gave his blessing on a Sunday. And so a lot of people had a great time for Elijah's big birthday, 14 years old. And I've seen the photos of the event and makes you feel good. And what a great family to take this youngster in and raise him now to be 14 years old. And despite all his problems he's had to go through in life, he's got a family that loves him, that adopted him after so many problems that he had to have health-wise and just not having the parent figures, I guess, in his life. They stepped up and and now making his 14th birthday an extra special day at Chick-fil-A. Pretty darn cool. And kudos to all of those in Mobile, Alabama, especially the Sprague family. We'll come back here on the Y'all Show. We've got places for you to go to, my friend. And we'll tell you where you might want to make your plans to go to when we come back in our Dixie Destination feature of the Y'all Show, Talk with a Southern Accent. If you're talking, they will hear you every single time. Oh, we're getting killed. Yeah, well, Kyle's not here. How come? Kicked off the team. Didn't Tim tell you? Kyle and some other kids got caught drinking beer in the park a couple of nights ago. Really? Yeah. Zero tolerance. He's out for the season. Come on, it's a first offense, right? That we know of. But why should that matter? He knew not to drink. I've made it clear to Matt, that's what we expect from him. What have you said to Tim? Um, nothing really. You know, a lot of kids try it at this age, so... Yeah, well, a lot of kids don't try it, too. I'm not saying that Matt's going to be this perfect kid, but if I don't tell him what we expect and why he shouldn't drink, how's he going to know? You think kids that age really listen? (laughs) They never admit it, Bill. But they hear more than you think. Talk. They hear you. For more information about talking with kids about underage drinking, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Ever wonder why Europeans seem to speak so many languages? Maybe it's because they use Babbel, the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Babbel's award-winning technology gets you speaking right away, whether you're learning Spanish, French, or German. And best of all, you'll remember what you've learned. I always thought I was bad at languages, but after using Babbel, I can tell you I was just taught the wrong way. Using Babbel's 10 to 15 minute lessons, you can be speaking confidently in your new language within weeks. I was amazed that I could start having real life conversations right away. It was so fast. Now I'm speaking Spanish. Woohoo! <laughs> 
No wonder Babbel is the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Try it for yourself and see why Babbel is the quick way to get conversational in a new language, like Spanish, French, or more. You can try Babbel for free. Go to Babbel.com or download the app and try it for free. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com, or download the app to try it for free. That's Babbel.com. And welcome back to The Y'all Show, where we look at the South each and every day, and we try to kind of pull things out that maybe don't get all that much attention. That's at least one of our missions here, if we can if we can pull that off. I'm John Rawl. Thank you for joining us back here on this all-Southern program. And you heard Susie Baga singing her little heart out there. Come on, baby, drive south. And if you drive south, you might find some great things to do this time of year. Yes, it may be January. But we have some great, great options. And we thought here on the Y'all Show, we'll just tell you what some of those options are in Dixie Destination. If you like the Civil War like I do this weekend in Brooksville, Florida, it's the Brooksville Raid Reenactment. I think this is close to their 30th year in a row of putting on this Civil War reenactment in North Florida. And Brooksville, if my Florida geography is correct, I'm pretty sure Brooksville is not far from Lake City. It's kind of where interstate 10 and interstate 75 come together i think i'm right on that but they'll have this civil war reenactment you can go to the website brooksville raid reenactment.com and learn a whole lot more about what's going on in brooksville this weekend and hey a trip to florida is a great thing to do anytime but if you're like me and you love history you love civil war history brooksville raid reenactment the place to be this weekend a little further south in titusville florida going on january 23rd through the 28th is the space coast birding and wildlife festival in titusville you can go to the website scbwf.org that's scbwf.org to learn a whole lot more about space coast birding and wildlife festival and i would love to see the mixture there because Birds, of course, making their migratory trek right now. And I don't know if Titusville, Florida's a big spot for catching a lot of those birds in flight, but you can go to that event and check it out with all the options there on the space coast of Florida. Coming up January 6th, it's rather January 26th in Raleigh, North Carolina, the capital city. It's the 18th annual African American cultural celebration taking place. The Place to go to to learn more about that is the website ncmuseumofhistory.org. And it's the 18th annual African-American cultural celebration in Raleigh, North Carolina, coming up on the 26th 
of January. I need to head on down to Charleston because they got the Low Country Oyster Festival taking place on January 27th. The website to go to is charlestonrestaurantassociation.com slash oyster dash fest. Again, charlestonrestaurantassociation.com slash oyster dot fest. And it is January, a month that's got an R in it. So oysters are good to go right now and they're delicious. And a trip to Charleston, if you're looking to do something really unique over this maybe long holiday weekend for some of you, January 27th, go check out all the oysters and more in one of the greatest towns in all of America, Charleston, South Carolina, the Low Country Oyster Festival. Now at the end of the month, moving on into the month of February, up the coast from Charleston is Wilmington, North Carolina, and you can go to the website wilmingtonandbeaches.com, wilmingtonandbeaches.com, and on January 31st, also February 1st and 2nd, it's the North Carolina Jazz Festival taking place in Wilmington. So a little jazz by the beach, although I doubt too many of you want to go out and surf around this time of year, but if you wanted to, North Carolina is a good place to, might as well go to North Carolina and you might as well go to Wilmington or Wrightsville Beach. But in Wilmington, it's the North Carolina Jazz Festival, January 31st, as well as February 1st and 2nd. Finally, the Southwest District Livestock Show and Rodeo in Lake Charles, Louisiana, that takes place January 31st, as well as February 2nd, at visitlakecharles.org, the website. So that's a couple of days that's going to be happening in Lake Charles. The Southwest District Livestock Show and Rodeo in southwest louisiana right there near the texas line not far from orange texas now if those festivals and events aren't enough to go out there and get you to go crank up the car and get the ice off the windows and and get you ready make sure you got proper coolant so your heater works fine if you're going to go off this time of year styleblueprint.com has released six of the south's newest and coolest boutique hotels so if you want to go to some of these places and you want to do it upright well according to styleblueprint.com which connects women to their community they've got some of these really cool boutique hotels this ain't the motel six y'all this isn't even holiday inn this is the high-end boutique hotel that you can go have maybe a massage and everything else they try to do here's their list of the south's newest and coolest Boutique Hotels from StyleBlueprint.com. Hotel Claremont in Atlanta, Georgia. It's a 94-room boutique hotel at the corner of Ponce and Highland in Atlanta, Georgia. The address is 789 Ponce de Leon Avenue, Northeast Atlanta. Hotel Claremont. Next time I'm in the big city, I'm looking at the photos of this hotel. Ooh, man, that is a pretty-looking place. No doubt, I would love to go there. Now, next up on the list of cool places to go, and a place I do go to, I just don't stay here, it's the Hotel Bella Grace in Charleston, South Carolina. It opened late in 2018, in the summer of 2018, and combines history with a contemporary design, and how about that? Just all kinds of stuff there. It's got 50 rooms all of which are going to impress you. And it's right in the heart of Charleston at 115 Calhoun Street, right beside the good old College of Charleston, I believe is where this is located. 
the Hotel Bella Grace in Charleston, South Carolina. And the Hotel Bella Grace represents how old and new can work together seamlessly. The Delaney House, built around 1830, serves as the hotel's breakfast and gathering space, which makes a fantastic juxtaposition to the 50 new modern guest rooms, arrival lobby, and fitness center. So they've got all the current things, the more modern amenities mixed in with some history there at Hotel Bella Grace. Up next, if you want to hit the road and go check out one of these really cool boutique motels, a place I also get spotted in from time to time, Music City, USA in Nashville. It's the Fair Lane Hotel, 401 Union Street in downtown Nash, Vegas. And it's from the same people I actually created the Hotel Claremont in Atlanta. And this Fair Lane Hotel just opened, and it's situated right in the midst of the tourism area as well as the business district of of nashville very very cool they've got 12 suites that have so much style that you'll assume mad men airs 24 7 on your hotel tv that's at least according to their propaganda here 12 suites not just rooms but suites but yeah right there in good old nashville this awesome place for you to consider going to in savannah any hotel there that's not haunted i'm a fan of so it, you got the Perry Lane Hotel at 256 East Perry Street in Savannah, Georgia. And this place has 167 rooms in it, including 12 gorgeous suites and a place that the guests who come there just don't want to leave this boutique hotel in Savannah, GA. And of course, you go to Savannah, you got a lot of history. You got some great cuisine to enjoy. And if you want a great place to stay, it's the Perry Lane Hotel in the Coastal Empire. In the Queen City of Charlotte, it's the Kempton Tryon Park Hotel. And that's at 303 South Church Street in Charlotte, North Carolina. It opened in 2018 and it honors Charlotte's southern roots while also celebrating the modern vibe that has electrified the city of Charlotte, North Carolina. Tryon Park has 217 rooms and it makes it uh, quite a boutique hotel that also salutes at every opportunity of the South. It's right near BB&T Ballpark and not far from the Carolina Panther Stadium, BB uh, Bank of America Stadium. Don't want to confuse it with BB&T. Sorry, Bank of America. But yeah, I think they're both based out of Charlotte, I think. Big banking town. I think Charlotte might be the second busiest banking center in America, only behind New York City. I think I'm right on that. And Birmingham's pretty high up there too. Maybe number three for Beham. Next up on our list of great boutique hotels that are new and wanting you to come pay a visit is the Bobby Hotel in Nashville. It's at 234th Avenue North. And where in the world they come up with the name? It says, I'll see you at the Bobby. And that's the Bobby Hotel. 144 guest rooms there in Nashville, Tennessee, at The Bobby. And that is a very abbreviated look at these really good options for you to consider going to in styleblueprint.com's Article 6 of the South's newest and coolest boutique hotels. And I could live in any of them. And I could live in any of the cities that they mentioned. Charlotte, Nashville, Atlanta, Charleston, Savannah, I think we had two Nashvilles, and I'm all for all of them. Yes, 
the y'all and the y'all show. We're going to go to all of them because we love them all and we love the South. And that's why we are on the air with you. Well, that will wrap up our one of this y'all show. Hey, we love the South. We love our Southern books. And when we come back after the break, we're going to spotlight some really good reads out there that you don't want to miss out on. Plus, we've got something kind of cool that we found the Southern Book Prize finalists for the year 2019. And we'll tell you what that is and some of the nominees. All that is ahead. Plus, we're going to talk about the Southeastern Conference in hour two, both football and college basketball for the SEC. Don't go anywhere. This is the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Are you putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. Many experts warn of a stock market crash any day now. And if it's anything like the last two crashes, you could lose 50% or more of your hard-earned savings in the Wall Street casino. Can you afford to lose half of your retirement savings again? Hey, you don't have to lose a penny because there's a better, safer way to save for retirement. And you can learn all about it in a free report. This is the report Wall Street and big banks desperately hope you never see. Why? Because this method continues to grow your money even when the market tumbles. It lets you take back control of your money and finances and it gives you penalty free access to your savings plus it beats the pants off any 401k or ira these are uncertain times so get the information you need today to guarantee your retirement security to get this free report go to bankonyourself.com right now that's bankonyourself.com bankonyourself.com your skin does a lot for you it endures the cold and sun and nights when you sleep with your makeup on Tell it you love it back during the Love Your Skin event at Ulta Beauty with brands like Philosophy, Dermalogica, and Clinique. All 50% off with Daily Beauty Steals. Plus, licensed skin experts will give your skin the love it deserves with customized facial treatments that fit your needs and goals. Hurry in now through January 26th for a gift with purchase from brands like Mario Badescu, Peter Thomas Roth, and Murad. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Welcome back into the Y'all Show Hour 2 with John Rawl. We talk about the South each and every day on a network of stations and a network of computers and smartphones or whatever else you're using to download the all-Southern show that we call Y'all. That's why, and we got to know how to spell it, for goodness sake, Y apostrophe A-L-L. That's how you do it, that's how you say it, and that's how you write it, so Consider yourself informed now. Y'all, the show, the word, the way of life, it's all right here on the Y'all Show. In this hour of Y'all Show, hour two on the Thursday edition, later we're going to talk a little Southeastern Conference football. We've got some news and notes on the SEC front, some changes. Also, we'll we'll dive right into the college basketball scene for the SEC. This has been a pretty good season so far in the Southeastern Conference from a college basketball standpoint. We'll take a look at the standings, and we'll also look at the schedule of what's happening this weekend in terms of SEC basketball. And we'll also hear from a few of the coaches. Man, there's been some teams that really have pulled some shockers in the early part of the conference slate. And the team that's doing quite well and really one of the best teams in all of college basketball are the Tennessee Volunteers. Good old Rocky Top. Woo! And Rick Barnes is once again 
He's just got a great team. You've got a guy that plays for them named Admiral Schofield. If you've got a guy on your team named Admiral, yeah, that's pretty special. And Rick Barnes has a special player in the Admiral. And we're going to hear a little bit later on the show from Rick Barnes. We'll also hear from two of his fellow SEC head coaches. We've got the head coach of the Mississippi Land Sharks, Kermit Davis. His team, until I think it was Tuesday night, had been unblemished in SEC play, but they actually lost a home game to LSU. So we'll hear from Coach Davis and what's happened in Oxford, Mississippi with the Land Sharks of Mississippi. Plus, we're going to hear from the South Carolina Gamecocks head basketball coach, Frank Martin. South Carolina kind of was not anything to write home about prior to the start of SEC play, but when SEC play started. They got a big road win against the Florida Gators. They backed that up with a win against the Mississippi State Bulldogs, of which the dogs were in the top 20 at the time. And Coach Martin's done a great job, at least early in the SEC schedule. We'll see. It's a long schedule. We'll see how it all plays out. But we've got head coaches audio coming up later in hour two. Again, on the Y'all Show, if you want to reach out to us, we'd love to hear from you. Our website is y'all.com. Instagram and Twitter, we can be found at Y'all Show. And you can call us, 803-816-1170. That's a number to call or text. The text line, 803-816-1170. We cover football, and we get down and dirty with our football talk. And then we talk smarty pants stuff, too. We've got book talk. Coming right now on the Y'all Show, it's by the book. And we're going to give some praise to some of our authors from the South and some of the new book selections. And frankly, some of the good sellers that are available to you. First off, I'm going to spotlight the latest Amazon bestsellers list. The most popular products based on sales. And this thing's updated hourly. So dive it on to Amazon.com. Here's what we find. Michelle Obama. Yeah, she wasn't just a first lady. She's a monster seller when it comes to books. Her book, Becoming, has been atop the number one list for a long time. She's pushing, I think, two months. This thing's been atop the bestsellers of Amazon. And Becoming, the intimate, powerful, and inspiring memoir by the former first lady of the United States. You learn more about Obama's meaning in a accomplished life including her time as first lady of the united states and again the book is called becoming and if you go into any store you're going to see it prominently featured and i have to admit the picture that's on the front of this book becoming looks a whole lot better than her so-called official portrait for the ages that they made a big deal out of last year if you know what i'm talking about the one that goes i think in there maybe in their presidential library that's going to get built on the south side of Chicago. This photo, she ought to she ought to throw away that other thing and go with this. It makes her look a lot better. Michelle Obama, author of Becoming, and the hardcover out right now. Amazon price rate, prime rate rather, for that is $19.50. I know it's got to be cheaper if you go the digital route. Looking at other selections across the Amazon bestsellers list, some of those that I know may have a Southern connection. Delia Owens' book, Where the Crawdads Sing, that continues to be a big-time bestseller. It's number six on the list right now. Then you have an author named David Goggins, whose book, Can't Hurt Me, Master Your Mind, 
and Defy the Odds from author David Goggins. That's also up there at the top of the list. Rachel Hollis, a book out called Girl, Stop Apologizing, a shame-free plan for embracing and achieving your goals. Well, I might need to pick that one up. I've got goals out there just like you might have. And this book here from Rachel Hollis might be worth an inspirational read for sure if you're needing a little something else. By the way, Hollis, a lifestyle expert, is the founder of the popular website, The Cheek Site, C-H-I-C. I guess that's how you pronounce it. And the CEO of Cheek Media. And she is a regular contributor for Huffington Post and Pop Sugar. She's been on the Today Show. I think she's been on Rachel Ray and a bunch of other TV shows. And she lives in Austin, Texas with her husband and four children. And this book, it's actually not even quite out yet. The hard copy of it comes out March 12th on HarperCollins. 240 pages this book's going to be. But Hollis, author of Girls Stop Apologizing, A Shame-Free Plan for Embracing and Achieving Your Goals. I need to have the sequel to that Fellas, stop apologizing. Just go read Rachel Hollis's book. That would be the end of my book right there. Just just go ahead and send them on over to Rachel because I don't think anybody, and I'm going to sound like a idiot here, but I don't think anybody's ever figured out each other. The, the sexes have yet to really, truly understand the other, and that's what my book should be about. Hey, guys, we just don't understand them. Let's just leave it there. And then when I write the one for women, women, we just, we, we just, we just let it go, girl, girl, stop apologizing. But yeah, these books out now, some of these self-help books, how about that? All right. Here is a book that's coming out from a New York times bestseller named Gary Chapman. And I had to do a double check on this because if you know anything about music, there was a contemporary Christian singer named Gary Chapman married to Amy Grant for a long time. They actually wrote together the song tender tennessee christmas if you know that song that comes out in the holiday time but this is not the same gary chapman gary chapman author speaker and a counselor deals with couples and such and his new book is called the five love languages the secret to love that lasts and that's now out on paperback and been out for a while but a big seller isn't it funny how books don't have to be brand new to be right up there on the top of the top sellers on Amazon.com. Another book, when I talked about how I am trying to at least attempt to do better in 2019 with the way I eat and what I drink, this book came out just before Christmas on paperback. It's called Simply Keto, A Practical Approach to Health and Weight Loss with 100-plus easy, low-carb recipes. And this is from author Suzanne Ryan. And you can check that out if you want to get into the keto diet. And Suzanne struggled with her weight for most of her life. And then she stumbled upon the keto diet and decided to give it a shot. And in just a year, Suzanne lost more than 100 pounds in the process, reclaimed control over her health. She's now lost a total of 120 pounds and openly shares her weight loss journey via her popular blog, her YouTube channel, and the Instagram page that she has. And how about that? She goes from someone who had that much weight on him to now being a best-selling author, Suzanne Ryan. If you saw the photo, beautiful photo of her in the kitchen, cooking up something, 
you would have no idea about her past. And she also has penned Keto Karma, but this book called Simply Keto Out Right Now. And I see other keto genetic type offerings available for you if you're looking to learn more about how to do that particular diet plan. Perhaps that's a, a good one for you here. That's a kind of a surfing around of some of the options that are, I said, best-selling on Amazon.com. Some of these have been out. Hey, got to give props to Dave Ramsey, former Y'all Magazine contributor. He's got a book in the top 50 of Amazon's bestseller called The Total Money Makeover, and that one doing quite well for the pride of Brentwood, Tennessee, Dave Ramsey. Now, I want to mention before we get out of here on our Buy the Book feature, this listing of books that's just been released from the website AuthorsRoundTheSouth.com, and they've got the Southern Book Prize finalists. Each year, hundreds of booksellers and readers across the region vote on the books that they have enjoyed most and would have sold and what they recommend reading. And these are the books that people just couldn't stop talking about. Books by Southern writers or with a Southern perspective are both. And voting right now, is it's going on. These are the finalists, and you can go on and vote. Voting began back in November, and this voting lasts until February 1st. The winner will be announced February 14th of the Southern Book Prize finalists. And here they are. Here are some of the finalists from Ann Fowler, or Teresa Ann Fowler is her full name. A Well-Behaved Woman, a novel of iron-willed Alva Vanderbilt and her illustrious family in New York. And that book out from Therese Ann Fowler. An American Marriage by Tari Jones. And that is available now. A book prize finalist in fiction. This book, and it's out on Algonquin Books. Also a book called Florida Stories by Lauren Groff. And I like the I like the cover of this one at least because it looks like it's a Florida Panther on the cover of Florida Stories by Lauren Groff, and pretty cool idea there. It's a finalist for fiction as well. Now, Gods of Howl Mountain by author Taylor Brown, also one of the finalists here, and that's out on Saint Martin's Press. If you want to read something about bootlegger Rory Dockery. Returning home to the fabled mountain of his childhood, a misty wilderness that holds its secrets close and keeps the outside world at gunpoint. Slowed by a wooden leg and haunted by memories of the Korean War, Rory runs bootleg whiskey for a powerful mountain clan in a retrofitted 40 Ford Coupe. Very rustic if you want to read that one. Scribe by Allison Hagee is out right now. And it's a haunting, evocative tale about the power of storytelling. And that's out on Gray Wolf Press and another finalist for fiction from author Allison Hagee. The book is called Scribe. David Joy has The Line That Held Us. And this is a book about a man who went hunting after a monster book he's chased for years. He never expected he'd accidentally shoot a man digging ginseng now where do they come up with these ideas for these books this one's also a finalist in fiction the line that held us from author david joy all of these being finalists for the southern book prize now here's a guy that most of you have heard of rick bragg 
man who wrote all over the book, The Shout, and his book that's out is The Best Cook in the World, Tales from My Mama's Table. Rick Bragg, I think a native of Alabama. But yeah, he's got this one, uh, kind of a tribute to his mama, Margaret, who does not own a single cookbook. She measures and dabs and smidgens and tads and, you know, hon, just some. So it could be a fun book there. If Rick, this is a very personal thing for Rick Bragg to write this book about his mama. Author Carol Anderson's got the book out called One Person, No Vote. And it's a finalist in nonfiction. And Anderson's the New York Times bestselling author of White Rage. And this book about the history of voter suppression in America with a forward by Senator Dick Durbin of Illinois. And in this book, White Rage, Carol Anderson laid bare an insidious history of policies that have systematically impeded black progress in America, 1865 until the present. With one person, no vote. She chronicles a related history, the rollbacks to black participation in the vote since the 2013 Supreme Court decision that eviscerated the Voting Rights Act of 1965. So kind of a very timely book there. One person, no vote from author Carol Anderson. Here's a book from Tina Clark called Southern Discomfort. And if you like the memoirs Educated in the Glass Castle, a profounding memoir set in rural Mississippi during the Civil Rights era about a white girl coming of age in a repressive society and the women who gave her the strength to forge her own path and the black nanny who cared for her. Tina Clark was born in 1953 in Mississippi. I think she's from, I think she might be from Amory, Mississippi, if, if, if my memory is correct. But she grew up close to the Alabama border in the state of Mississippi. And this book taps into her history of growing up in the Magnolia State during the Civil Rights era. Ghost Boys by Jewel Parker Rhodes is available right now. And this is more of a young adult type book about a heartbreaking and powerful story about a black boy killed by a police officer drawing connections through history from award-winning author Jewel Parker Rhodes. So that there for, for youngsters. Also in the young adult category, Grim Lovelies by Megan Shepard. And you have another one that is worth a read in the children and young adult area. I felt a funeral in my brain by Will Walton. I don't know what he might've been thinking on that one, but if you got a youngster, could be a, a good stocking stuffer for Martin Luther King Jr. Day or whatever you've got planned to give books away. A couple more I want to tell you about smack dab in the middle of maybe by Joe Watson Hackle. It's a young reader book, also another one in the young reader category. Louisiana's Way Home by Katie DeCamlio. I think I, that's how her name's pronounced. And you also have a book called Lions and Liars by Kate Beasley and Don Santat, the illustrator of this book, also in the children and young adult area of what's called the Southern Book Prize. And these are the finalists. Again, winners coming out. On February 14th, that's when that'll be announced. Valentine's Day, it's not just about your loved ones. It's about finding out who won the Southern Book Prize for 2019. 
Well, that will conclude our buy the book here on this y'all show to the, the, today and each day when we're able to talk books and other things, always fun to do. When we come back, we're going to be discussing the Southeastern Conference, my friends. And the SEC's got some football things we want to let you know about. And we've got some SEC basketball to talk about. All that is ahead on the Y'all Show with the General John Wall. Your skin does a lot for you. It endures the cold and sun and nights when you sleep with your makeup on. Tell it you love it back during the Love Your Skin event at Ulta Beauty with brands like Philosophy, Dermalogica, and Clinique. All 50% off with Daily Beauty Steals. Plus, licensed skin experts will give your skin the love it deserves with customized facial treatments that fit your needs and goals. Hurry in now through January 26th for a gift with purchase from brands like Mario Badescu, Peter Thomas Roth, and Murad. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Shaquille O'Neal here. If you battle back or hip pain or knee or shoulder pain, you don't have to tough it out. You can just turn it off with Smart Relief from Icy Hot. You just push a button and whoosh. Smart Relief sends waves of relaxing pulses that safely block pain at the nerve level. It's simple, easy to use, and it's been clinically tested to start providing immediate relief for hours, even after you turn it off. So if you're battling pain, let Icy Hot help you win that battle. Turn on Smart Relief and turn off pain. Use only as directed. Are you putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. Many experts warn of a stock market crash any day now. And if it's anything like the last two crashes, you could lose 50% or more of your hard-earned savings in the Wall Street casino. Can you afford to lose half of your retirement savings again? Hey, you don't have to lose a penny because there's a better, safer way to save for retirement. And you can learn all about it in a free report. This is the report Wall Street and big banks desperately hope you never see. Why? Because this method continues to grow your money even when the market tumbles. It lets you take back control of your money and finances and it gives you penalty free access to your savings plus it beats the pants off any 401k or ira these are uncertain times so get the information you need today to guarantee your retirement security to get this free report go to bankonyourself.com right now that's bankonyourself.com bankonyourself.com It's about time we play a little Alabama fight song here on the Y'all Show. After all, they did have an incredible season in 2018, as they've had for most years. Sure, they didn't win the national championship, but they did win the SEC, something they didn't do in 2017 when they won the national championship. And we've got news from Tuscaloosa here to start off our SEC spotlight this week on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. And the decision is in from T-Town on Jalen Hurts, the Alabama backup quarterback, who was the starting quarterback in 2017, he intends to transfer to be an Oklahoma Sooner in 2019. He's committed to play at Oklahoma. He announced his decision on Wednesday via a story on the Players Tribune. He said, quote, I've decided to take my talents to the University of Oklahoma, where I will continue my development as both a quarterback and as a student. I'm very fortunate to have this opportunity, and I'm excited for the journey ahead. Now, Hertz is going to be a graduate transfer, which means he can play immediately for OU. 
and he entered the transfer portal last week and took his first official visit to Maryland on Friday, and then he visited Oklahoma on Saturday and went and saw the Miami Hurricanes on Sunday. He also had interest from a couple of other programs, including Auburn, wouldn't that be something? Auburn, Tennessee, Utah, UCLA, Florida State, and Ohio State all said, hey, perhaps you want to come our way. But in the end, the native of Houston, Texas, who went 26-2 and as a starting quarterback at Alabama before he was benched for Tua Tagviola this season, deciding to go to Norman, Oklahoma to play his senior year. Hurts appeared in all but two games in 2018 as a backup, completing 51 of 70 passes for a total of 765 yards eight touchdowns and two interceptions. He also rushed for 167 yards and two touchdowns and really was a hero of the SEC championship game where he helped steer the tide to that SEC title. And for two seasons, he was the starter in Tuscaloosa. He won SEC Offensive Player of the Year award and threw for a combined 4,861 yards and 40 touchdowns during that time. Of course, Oklahoma has had such an enormous run here in back-to-back years, having two Heisman Trophy winners at quarterback in back-to-back years, Baker Mayfield, and now this past season, Kyler Murray. So if that means anything for Jalen Hurts, it means that he has a chance to have an extraordinary year already on top of what he did in Tuscaloosa going to OU. Yeah, he's the big man on campus, especially now that Kyler is going to appear to be going to the NFL and Jalen Hurts has a chance to make a statement in Norman, Oklahoma, and in the Big 12. Now, here's some news from Fayetteville, Arkansas, as wide receiver LaMichael Petway is going to leave to play his senior season elsewhere as a graduate transfer, kind of following the Jalen Hurts model. Petway, who led Arkansas with 499 receiving yards in 2018, he announced his decision earlier this week saying, nothing personal. I just have to do what's best for my family and I. According to the Arkansas Democrat Gazette newspaper, Petway is at least the 10th player to leave since the Razorbacks' 2-10 season under first-year coach Chad Morris. Other departures, and we haven't talked a lot about the Hogs on this show because, frankly, there hadn't been a whole lot to talk about. But if you're keeping score at home of all the Arkansas departures, you had quarterbacks Cole Kelly and Ty Story departing the program, while Jonathan Nance, the team's top receiver in 2017, he left for Missouri after making one catch and four games in 2018. Now, Petway's announcement came shortly after the word that former SMU quarterback Ben Hicks is transferring to Arkansas. I didn't realize Hicks was heading to the Ozarks, but sure enough, the former SMU signal caller Ben Hicks going to be on the Arkansas roster in 2019. That is a little bit of a personnel issue for you here on the y'all now. I want to tell you about the NFL draft. We're getting closer and closer, a couple months away, but still. NFL draft, early in entry deadline. Who's winning and losing for colleges on this early entry deadline for the guys who maybe want to try to take it to the next level? By the way, if you want to go to Nashville for this year's NFL draft, it will be April 25th through the 27th. So, Just over three months from now, huge event in Nashville. They are really going to try to do it up bigger than ever. And I've seen some great drafts here in the last couple of years, but Nashville's on the clock. 
and they want to do a wonderful job of hosting the NFL draft in 2019. The early signing date and the omnipresent NCAA transfer portal are two increasingly important factors in shaping personnel projections in college football, but the draft deadline for underclassmen is something that you got to declare. And as we said, time running out who's winning and losing on the teams that maybe won't have as many players jump into the NFL and will have a strong statement in 2019. Well, according to Adam Rittenberg, a staff writer at ESPN, some of the winners include Texas other than Clemson. According to the writer, no team emerged from college football's postseason feeling better than Texas. And that's a lot of momentum. And so that's good news for Texas. As far as the SEC is concerned, Auburn is up there on the list of teams who are benefiting from the departures for the NFL or transferring to other colleges. According to this article, Derek Brown will be back for one more season. And Brown is right now the number five draft eligible defensive tackle and the number 15 overall prospect. But Brown plans to come back to the Plains and suit up in 2019. He's part of a formidable Auburn defensive line that will have him starring alongside Marlon Davidson and Nick Coe also returning back to Auburn after at least considering the NFL draft. Now, quarterback Jared Stidham was expected to leave after two seasons as Auburn's signal caller, but wide receiver Darius Slayton certainly could have stayed for one more year, but Auburn remains, regains tackle Prince Tago Wanahogo Jr. I think that's his name. So, yeah, Auburn appearing to be a team benefiting from players considering going, they decide to stay. And I still don't know what's going on with Stidham, if he's for sure leaving or not, but he is expected to leave. We'll find out soon what happens to Stidham. LSU right there amongst the best teams, according to this article, as they have a bunch of players not going off to the pros. They're going to stick around Baton Rouge at least for a little while. Now, here are some of the losers, according to this article, of draft early entry deadline, the winners and losers from a college standpoint. Some of those losers include the Georgia Bulldogs. They've had four offensive skill players declare as underclassmen already, including their three pass catchers, wideouts Riley Ridley, Miko Hardman, and tight end Isaac Nada. All of those guys saying that they're going to go take their talents to another place. Quarterback Jake Fromm will have a largely new group of targets in 2019. And then you had running back Elijah Holyfield's departure going on there for the Bulldogs. Now, Texas A&M running back Travion Williams had to go after logging 600 career carries and landing the SEC being atop that rushing this past season. And so we'll see what happened there. But other Aggies leaving linebacker Tyrell Dodson, tight end Jace Sternberger, and offensive lineman Eric McCoy all could have stayed in College Station, but now saying they want to go off and play. And Alabama's lost a lot of people. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to reload in the way most Tide fans would like to see heading into 2019. But those are some of the winners and losers, according to the so-called experts at ESPN. We've got basketball talk to talk about from the SEC standpoint. We're going to take a little break, come right back. We'll talk about the standings of the Southeastern Conference from a men's basketball aspect. And we'll also hear from a couple of the coaches. We've got Rick Barnes of the Tennessee Vols 
and others heading your way next here as the Y'all Show SEC Spotlight rolls on, y'all. Yeah, well, Kyle's not here. How come? Kicked off the team. Didn't Tim tell you? Kyle and some other kids got caught drinking beer in the park a couple of nights ago. Really? Yeah. Zero tolerance. He's out for the season. Come on, it's a first offense, right? That we know of. But why should that matter? He knew not to drink. I've made it clear to Matt, that's what we expect from him. What have you said to Tim? Um, nothing really. You know, a lot of kids try it at this age, so... Yeah, well, a lot of kids don't try it, too. I'm not saying that Matt's going to be this perfect kid, but if I don't tell him what we expect and why he shouldn't drink, how's he going to know? You think kids that age really listen? <laughs> they never admit it, Bill, but they hear more than you think. Talk. They hear you. For more information about talking with kids about underage drinking, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Ever wonder why Europeans seem to speak so many languages? Maybe it's because they use Babbel, the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Babbel's award-winning technology gets you speaking right away, whether you're learning Spanish, French, or German. And best of all, you'll remember what you've learned. I always thought I was bad at languages, but after using Babbel, I can tell you I was just taught the wrong way. Using Babbel's 10 to 15 minute lessons, you can be speaking confidently in your new language within weeks. I was amazed that I could start having real life conversations right away. It was so fast. Now I'm speaking Spanish. Woohoo! <laughs> no wonder Babbel is the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Try it for yourself and see why Babbel is the quick way to get conversational in a new language, like Spanish, French, or more. You can try Babbel for free. Go to Babbel.com or download the app and try it for free. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com, or download the app to try it for free. That's Babbel.com. Welcome back to The Y'all Show, Talk with a Southern Accent, with John Rawl, and this our final segment, and this our SEC Spotlight, continuing on, on the Thursday edition. We love to give you what's going on on Wednesdays in the ACC, and on Thursdays, it's SEC front and center, and then we mix in what's going on in the Big 12, CUSA, the American Athletic Conference, small colleges and small conferences like the OVC. Southern Conference, and yeah, we'll even throw in a little, maybe if you're lucky, a little CAA action when it comes to college sports and other conferences, even at smaller levels. If it's a big enough deal, you'll hear it right here on the Y'all Show. Now on the SEC Spotlight, hey, you heard the music there, number three in the country, Tennessee Vols. They are leading the SEC standings. And boy, things have gone real well for Rick Barnes' team. 
Now, he's having to share that top honor from a standing standpoint with the fellows in Columbia, South Carolina right now. But Tennessee, man, they are looking real good on the college basketball front. And want to tell you about some of the activity that happened on Wednesday night in college basketball. We had the Auburn Tigers taking care of business against the Texas A&M Aggies, 85-66. The Tigers get the win over the Ags. And then South Carolina, man, they are continuing to lead the SEC. They had a nail-biter, but at Memorial Gym in Nashville, they somehow, despite the benches being in the end zone, as I like to call it, Frank Martin's ball club gets a big 74-71 win over Bryce Drew's Vanderbilt Commodores. And with that win, ladies and gentlemen, the Gamecocks of South Carolina share top honors with Tennessee in the standings of the SEC. Both teams 4-0 and in SEC play. Now, South Carolina is barely over 500 overall, 9-7. and They had a losing record entering SEC play, but, man, they're on a hot streak. Won five games in a row and doing well. But that's not quite as good as Tennessee. Tennessee has won 11 games in a row and are 15-1 overall. And as we said, 4-0 tied with South Carolina atop the SEC standings in men's basketball. Now running through other teams in the conference, LSU is 3-0 right behind Tennessee and Carolina. Then you've got the Mississippi Landsharks. They also were undefeated prior to a game earlier this week with LSU. They're 3-1, tied with Kentucky at 3-1. Ole Miss is 18th in the country. Congratulations to Kermit Davis, his team getting in the top 20. Kentucky at 12, Auburn ranked number 14. Tennessee, by the way, number 3 when it comes to your standings and rankings. Auburn is 2-1. Remember, Auburn's been ranked most of the season most of the time, Auburn was ranked in the top 10. Right now, they're hovering around 14. 2-1 overall for Auburn in college basketball. Bruce Pearl's team still 13-3 and overall. Certainly looks like they're heading to some kind of postseason life in the NCAA tournament, despite what happens the rest of the way. They still need to win, get to over 20 wins, but a very good season for the Plainsmen. Alabama, their fellow team from Alabama, the Crimson Tide is 2-2. Two and two. Eh, probably should be doing a little bit better. Remember, Alabama defeated Kentucky a few days ago. Mississippi State, they're still ranked. They're 24th in the country, but they've fallen on hard times at the hump. And MSU is 1-2 and two in SEC play, but an impressive 13-3 overall. The Arkansas Razorbacks are 1-3, and 10-6 overall. The Haggies of Texas A&M, 1-3, 7-8 overall. The Michael White-led Florida Gators, 1-3. and three. They need to get things turned around there. Michael White has had some great years so far after coming over from Louisiana Tech. But the Florida Gators now 1-3 in SEC play, 9-7 and seven overall. The Georgia Bulldogs are 1-3. They got a new coach this year. I think he can do a lot of work there and do make a, really a lot of people happy that follow Georgia basketball. But the Dogs are 9-7 and seven overall. Missouri is 9-6 and six overall, 0-3 and three in SEC play. And hard to believe, but the Vanderbilt Commodores are pulling up the rear in men's college basketball. Vandy, 0-4 in SEC play, 9-7 and seven throughout the year. And we'll see what happens with them. Now, looking at the schedule of what the action is for this weekend's lineup of SEC games, want to let you know that 
on Saturday, you're going to have some really good games going on. It's the world's largest outdoor cocktail party basketball style. This time at Stegman Coliseum in Athens is the Florida Gators go on to Athens to class the classic city and they'll face off against the Georgia Bulldogs. This is a game televised across the country on CBS. It'll be a 12 Eastern tip there from Stegman on the campus of the University of Georgia. At the Pavilion in Oxford, Mississippi, Mississippi ranked, as I said, number 18 in the country. They've got a high noon central time tip against the Arkansas Razorbacks on Saturday. It's the third Saturday in October rivalry on the basketball court as Alabama travels to Knoxville and they've got a game at Thompson Bowling Arena against the top five Tennessee Vols on Saturday. The Missouri Tigers back on the road. They'll be at College Station to take on their former Big 12 opponent, Texas A&M. This is a 2.30 Central Time tip between the Mizzou Tigers and the Texas A&M Aggies from Reed Arena on the campus of Tamu. The Kentucky Wildcats ranked 12th in the country. I know Kentucky fans perhaps a little upset with that. They want to see their team do a lot better than what they've done so far, but we've got a top 15 matchup going on Saturday when the number 12 ranked Kentucky Wildcats travel to the Plains and they take on Auburn ranked number 14th with a four Eastern 3 PM tip from Auburn arena. The South Carolina Gamecocks perfect in sec play. Will their trend continue? They've got a big game Saturday. It'll be a six Eastern five central tip from Baton Rouge's Pete Maravich assembly center as South Carolina and LSU get together on the hard court. And finally, on Saturday, Mississippi State ranked in the top 25. They're going to be going to Memorial Gym in Nashville, and they'll take on a struggling Vanderbilt Commodore team. That is going to be an 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Music City time tip between the Doors and the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Great college basketball action heading your way on Saturday of this weekend. Do not, my time. I can't stress this anymore. Do not miss out on the fun if you're a college basketball fan. All that right now. And now that we're into the latter half, the back nine of the month of January, you're going to see more and more big games go on in SEC basketball play. We can't wait. Now on the Y'all Show, let's hear from a couple of these great SEC basketball coaches. Up first, we're going to hear from the head coach of the Tennessee Vols. He's got his team in the top five. They are undefeated in SEC play, and we just got to know the secret. So let's hear from the North Carolina native, Rick Barnes, head coach of the Tennessee Volunteer Men's Basketball Team. I thought last year was a great year for us, and I said I thought this year would be better. And uh, and I'm not surprised at any of it. I go back, I've got so much respect for the coaches in this league. And then, you know, you never know what goes on with every team because you don't know the injuries within. You don't know this, that, or whatever. But uh, I don't know if I, I would say I'm surprised about anything uh, because of the fact that um, our staff has so much respect for the, the league. And uh, you look around and uh, really I'm not surprised. I, I just think we're, you know, weak in it. And I think it's going to be a, an exciting year for SEC basketball and but uh, I really haven't studied it in depth at any of it. But, again, where, where I see scores, I'm, I'm not surprised. Well, Tennessee, 4-0 in SEC play, continuing to do a wonderful job. Of course, as we told you, this Saturday, 
the Vols and the Alabama Crimson Tide will be playing at Thompson Bowling Arena on Saturday afternoon in Knoxville, Tennessee. Another coach, as we said, Tennessee's perfect. Well, so are the South Carolina Gamecocks. Coach Martin's team, man, they are on a roll. They had a big win earlier in the week when they went to Nashville and beat Vanderbilt in midweek action last night. They have had other big wins so far. Big win against Florida to start things off in SEC play. Frank Martin had a chance to speak earlier this week. And let's go here from the longtime head basketball coach, mostly at K-State. But, man, he's making quite a run in Columbia SC, leading that team to the Final Four a few years ago. And here's Coach Martin talking about his fighting roosters. Health and time. I, 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 I don't know why it's so difficult for, for, for folks to understand that if you're hurt, you're not going to get better, you know, especially with freshmen, especially on a team that's got nine new faces. C.D. Keita broke his wrist his freshman year. You guys remember that? It did not impact our team one bit because we had a bunch of guys that had been through it, and they didn't get hurt. But if you remember about that team, we were off to a great start. I had to suspend sin. We had to change how we played without sin. Then when we kind of got back with sin, P.J. goes through his whole upper back neck situation. So now P.J.'s gone for about a week. So now we got to change how we play. Raw Felder hurts his knee. Hassani grab it. So all the guys that were actually playing minutes now started getting hurt as we were in early conference play. So we were constantly trying to rediscover how we played because we were missing rotation guys. We were missing guys that had been through it before. Um, and then by the end of the year, we went to, I want to say it was Vanderbilt. And we actually played pretty good. We got beat but we started playing aggressively and with a cohesion again. And then we went to Florida, and they beat us 10 or whatever, but we played with an aggression that we hadn't played with in a while, uh, with a confidence, with a consistency. See, sometimes we don't win, and everyone rushes to judgment uh, based on the result of the game. Internally, I'm not putting all my emotions into that. I put my emotions into that while the game's being played. When the game's over, it's over. Did we play more to our personality? What can we do a little better? Those are the things we look at. And uh, that's what happened with this team. We were hurt. It, it, Alonzo Frank is not going to miss seven weeks of preseason practice where he's never practiced for a day in college basketball and just put on his sneakers and say, hey, I'm back. It just doesn't work that way. I don't care who you are. It doesn't work that way. Frank Martin been around Columbia for a few years and his South Carolina Gamecocks Tied for the lead in the SEC. Congratulations to all those in Columbia leading the fighting Gamecocks. Our final coach we're going to hear from on the sports section where we talk about SEC sports on this Thursday edition is the head coach of the University of Mississippi Landsharks, Kermit Davis. His team was perfect in SEC play prior to playing LSU earlier in the week, but they went down in flames to LSU a little bit. A little bit of a different score than you might think. LSU defeated Mississippi 83-69 at the Pavilion at Ole Miss. LSU not ranked in Mississippi number 18 in the country that night. LSU prevailed the old rival of Mississippi. Kermit Davis has first lost as an SEC coach steering the Mississippi Sharks. 
Well, we're now going to go in post-game of that game on Tuesday night and hear a little bit about Coach Smart talking about Coach Smart, Coach Kermit Davis. We're going to go in and hear a little bit of the coach who came to Oxford from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. He had been the head coach of MTSU for a number of years, but this former Mississippi State basketball player, now the head coach of the rival Mississippi Land Sharks, formerly Rebels, and here he is talking about his team after a tough loss on Tuesday night to the LSU Tigers. We don't have much margin for error when two or three of those guys, and so we'll see how he, how he feels tomorrow. But, uh, you know, one of those games, we got to let it go, have a short memory, get ready for Arkansas. It was an uncharacteristically bad night for y'all at the free throw line. What, yeah. what was going on there? Was it just snowballing when some guys started missing? Yeah, I don't know what, you know, I just, I'd like to tell you something. You know, technique problem, but it was just – just early not, just couldn't make free throws. And then, like I said, early in that game, you know, had that game four or six, we ended the half in such a bad way offensively. And, uh, and then in the second half, we just defensive mistakes and just live ball turnovers, you know, paint points for them and then points off turnovers uh, was, was the key to that game. And that was the head coach of the University of Mississippi, Kermit Davis, talking after his team fell to LSU earlier in the week. But still, kudos to all of those in Oxford helping lead this basketball program as they were picked to finish dead last. And they may still finish pretty close to that, if not dead last. But at least as of mid-January, that team right there from Oxford, Mississippi, was one of the leading teams in the SEC. And if they can kind of balance their wins versus losses, they at least won't be finishing on the bottom in 2018-19. Coach Kermit Davis Good job, and good job to Frank Martin, and a great job to Rick Barnes, all three coaches featured here on this Y'all Show. Well, that will conclude our Thursday Y'all Show. We've had so much fun sharing the wealth with you here. Don't forget, come Friday, we'll have our Friday Free for Y'all where we look back at the week, and we have a Friday Rewind. We'll look at all the college sports activity going on Saturday, and also we'll let you know about the pros, what they have. Hey, it's Championship Sunday for the NFL you got some big games as the New Orleans Saints host the Los Angeles Rams of Los Angeles. And then on the AFC side, the Kansas City Chiefs, who've dominated most of the year, they welcome in Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. (laughs) All that coming up on Sunday. But uh, we'll talk more about that on the Friday, y'all, and and get you out for the week with From Dixie We Love. Always fun, especially Fridays of the Y'all Show. Have a good rest of your day, friends. You've been listening to The Y'all Show with General John Rawl. We'll see you on Friday. Take care. Are you putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. Many experts warn of a stock market crash any day now. And if it's anything like the last two crashes, you could lose 50% or more of your hard-earned savings in the Wall Street casino. Can you afford to lose half of your retirement savings again? Hey, you don't have to lose a penny because there's a better, safer way to save for retirement. And you can learn all about it in a free report. This is the report Wall Street and big banks desperately hope you never see. Why? Because this method continues to grow your money even when the market tumbles. It lets you 
you take back control of your money and finances. And it gives you penalty-free access to your savings. Plus, it beats the pants off any 401k or IRA. These are uncertain times, so get the information you need today to guarantee your retirement security. To get this free report, go to bankonyourself.com right now. That's bankonyourself.com. Bankonyourself.com. Hey, this is Shaq. When I was playing ball, our team doctors helped me overcome pain with something called TENS therapy. And Icy Hot Smart Relief is that same kind of therapy. You just push a button and whoosh. Smart Relief sends waves of relaxing pulses that immediately start blocking pain. Back, hip, knee, or shoulder pain. Even works for hours after you turn it off. Man, this Smart Relief so smart, they should call it Shaq Relief. Ooh, I like that one. Somebody write that down for me. Turn on Smart Relief and turn off pain. Get my lawyer on the phone. You need to patent that. Use only as directed. 